After watching the night, I have to say that Marvel definitely was brilliant in building the characters' psychological issues. At Moon Knight Season 1 reached its end, I can't help but relating his situation to myself. I think that despite most of us not having dissociative identity disorder, we can all relate to the process of Mark accepting his multiple selves and coming to healing. As a psychological student, I've known multiple movies that portrayed mental illnesses incorrectly, and I'm glad that this movie did the disorder justice. So, I'm going to briefly summarize the plot. Moon Knight tells the story of Steven, who struggled in life due to unexpected events happening around him. Sometimes he would find himself appearing in some strange places, having a random date out of nowhere, only to sleep three days to pass it. Later on, he found out that this is due to his alter ego, or another personality, Mark, who has been servant to an Egyptian god, Khonshu, and both Stephen and Mark got dragged to the war among the Egyptian gods. While being a hero, Mark or Stephen suffered a real-life condition called Dissociative Identity Disorder. Marvel, unlike many other pop movies, has been accurate in portraying the symptom of the disorder. So, according to DSM-5, the official diagnosed book for psychological disorder, Dissociative Identity Disorder, or DID, has symptoms such as inability to recall large memories of childhood, a lack of awareness of recent events, and if they do remember, inability to explain them. And so, Moon Knight suffered from all of them, in addition to many other symptoms such as frequent memory loss, sudden flashback or return of memories, feelings disconnection or detachment from body or thoughts, hallucinations or voices, but in this case, those are explained through the Egyptian god's myths, the so-called out-of-body experiences, suicidal thoughts, changes in handwriting, or functional changes from a completely normal to highly functioning person. He also shows less commonly observed manifestations, such as unexplained sleep disorders or headaches or general body pain, anxiety. So both the identity disorder and the supernatural element inherent in Egyptian god would create a confusion between reality and hallucination, not only to Stephen or Mark, but also to the audience. And for a while, as the audience can feel Stephen's suffering, the uncertainty of not knowing what is real, and the urgency of trying to control the world, yet unable to do so. Aside from the cool action scenes, you also get to see how Muna healed from the psychological disorder. The traditional element treatment for Yeti is individual psychotherapy. I really like seeing how Munai healed himself following each state of traditional treatment and the future ways he needed to go through to completely heal. The intermediate goal of therapy is integration, a state where all selves can exist harmoniously. 
and the first phase was usually to establish safety, stabilization, and reduction of symptoms. For Moon Knight, we can see their internal struggle between Mark and Stephen at first. Both Stephen and Mark seem unable to bear each other, they would fight over the control and refuse to release control to the other person. There was no trust in the relationship between the personalities, and the Egyptian god Konshu did not help the situation either. He considered Stephen the idiot. It was only when both personalities need to cooperate to fight that they start the process of integration. From the initial moment where they could not even communicate and would constantly criticize each other, they would allow the other to take control when necessary, to utilize each other's strengths, such as Stephen's knowledge or Mark level of violence. The second phase of treatment was confronting, working through, and integration of traumatic memories. We only see this stage in the near finale where both Mark and Stephen need to find the hidden childhood memories to balance the heart. I really like the psychiatrics were seen, while I did not work in that environment, it was realistic enough in terms of treatment that both I and my friend were confused if that was truly a reality and the whole Egyptian god fight was nothing but an illusion, even though I know it's a hero movie. And it was through finding the hidden childhood memories that they could understand and work through the reason for the disorder. Only through seeing the childhood memories that Stephen can tell Mark that it is not his fault for the accident or for the abuse he received. It was only then that the two personalities connect and integrate the traumatic memories that split them in the first place. The third phase of treatment was integration and rehabilitation, in which the final goal was fusion, the complete merge of identities. We briefly saw this through the gradual merge of abilities between Stephen and Mark up to Stephen's death. Yet, Mark's decisions to go back to look for Stephen to come back to the real world signifies that he did not desire a final fusion. Instead, the two personalities have established a cooperative arrangement to optimally live their lives. Along with another personality that has not revealed himself, and considering that patients denying final fusion may run the risk of worsening the symptoms, the movie signified that the journey towards healing will still be long for him. In real life, DID also cannot be cured completely, but it can be reduced with the right treatment. So how can we relate to this very rare condition? DID is a very rare condition with population prevalence of 0.4% to 3.1%. While it is a very rare and unique disorder, I think there can be profound lessons in Mark's and Stephen's struggle that we can apply to our daily lives. The separation of multiple selves within ourselves may not be as unfamiliar as it seems. For example, when it comes to forming new habits, and science splits our brain into the primal and the logical self-control selves. In Freud's psychoanalysis, the self has the ego, the rational side, negotiating with the superego, the external moral pressure, and the id, the primal instinct, 
such as pleasure. As we grow up, we may also have to navigate between our new selves growing up and our old selves. While we may not experience extreme symptoms such as complete separation of selves, memory loss, hallucination, we can still struggle with the conflict of interest and turn to hate a side of us. For example, the side that wants us to stay in bed, the side that drives us to do something different from what we originally planned. Yet, just like how Mark thought of Stephen as an annoyance, Without realizing that Stephen has beautiful strengths such as the straightforward communication, his love for his wife or their wives, the love for French literature, his knowledge, we may have forgotten to give our unwanted side some compassion. Perhaps the side of wanting to sleep more prevents us from conquering our perfect routine. Yet that side might also be reminding how exhausted we are. So instead of treating one side of ourselves as the enemy and someone to control, I learned that it is important to communicate and negotiate among different selves or interests. It took me a long time to realize that I was burned out, and the realization would not have come if I had not been abnormally procrastinating and indulging in my guilty pleasures. Seeing myself in a kinder eyes may not mean a 180 degree change, but it is a necessary starting point for any healing or improving journey. In scientific terms, this kindness towards oneself is called self-compassion. And changing the relationship of oneself towards more compassion has been the core philosophy of many popular treatments, such as the acceptance and commitment therapy. So overall, I really appreciate the accuracy in portraying the disorder. Aside from the psychological aspect, I found the plot to be very cleverly executed with perfect length the acting is superb and I'm very excited to watch the second season.